Welcome to Relationships Unraveled. I'm Miranda, and I am here to help you unravel your relationships and live the life you were created for. Together, we are going to learn and grow in how to navigate the many relationships that make up our lives. We're going to do this by having conversations that go below the surface. So let's shock the norm. Let's try something different and start discovering the next step forward as we talk through life together. God created us for relationships, so it's no surprise that we learn best how to navigate them together. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I heard a story one time that stuck with me about a woman who had been diagnosed with cancer and she was talking to her brother about it. And he asked her, he said, how much responsibility are you willing to take for your cancer diagnosis? And she said, well, I'm not taking any responsibility for it. I mean, it wasn't my fault. And I, I just, I've got cancer and I can't, I don't know what I can do about it. You know, it's, I don't, it's not my responsibility. And he said, what responsibility means is your ability to respond. And so after he gave her that definition, he asked her again, how much responsibility are you taking for your cancer? And she said, well, in that case, I'm taking 100% responsibility. And I thought that was an amazing way to look at taking responsibility. And that's what I want to look at and unravel with y'all today, because this is something that is so hard for us to do. But I want to look at it in a way that really, really can move us forward in our, in our life, in our, even in the things that are very painful for us and that are very hard for us. I want to look at taking responsibility in such a way that it's just our ability to respond. That's all it is. Which means we can take some kind of responsibility in every single part of our lives, right? Because we've been taught that to take responsibility means you're completely wrong and it's all your fault. But that is not what taking responsibility really means. And so I really think this is a good thing to look at today. And I really hope that we can have a shift in the way we see this and a, and a really big shift in our perspective on what it really means, what it really means to look around at our life and to take responsibility, to focus on our ability to respond to the things that we're up against, to the things that we're facing in our lives. So when I was a mother of three, I really hit a wall with my anger. I was really angry all the time. And I decided to go and get some help with it because I, I learned and I finally admitted that I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't stop getting angry. I tried and I tried and I tried. And I really prided myself on being able to do the things I wanted to do on my own. And that was something that I just couldn't do. And so it was hard to admit that. And it was hard to go ask for help, but I knew that I needed it. Well, what landed me there was having three kids and growing up in an environment where I saw the impact of generations of just traumatic and unhealthy relationship dynamics. No tools, you know, as many people experienced before 
we had the internet and all the things, all the resources at our fingertips. But I just saw the impact of generational trauma, neglect, and just really, really unhealthy relationships. It impacted my life directly. It impacted my siblings' life directly. And it caused a lot of pain in my world. I was very sensitive to the things I was seeing and they were really sticking with me and I felt responsible for them. And and then, you know, all the impact of those relationships impacted my sister in a really negative way. And she really went off the rails into drugs and we just, we lost her. You know, she just, we never could get her back. No one knew how to love. No one knew how to, you know, protect and to treat others. And it was just horrific to watch from my perspective as a child. And so when I had my own children, I was just terrified that something else was going to go wrong. I felt responsible for everything I saw as a child. And so therefore, I really felt responsible for getting it right this time with my kids. And I thought, oh my goodness, everything has to go right. We could lose it all. We could, I could lose my kids. We could, everything could fall apart. Now, that was not logical. I know that now. But but at the moment, it was all happening subconsciously. So I didn't know what was going on. I just knew I was angry. And if you would have asked me why I was angry back then, I would have said, I don't know. I'm trying very hard here. And I don't know why I can't stop. But the reason I couldn't stop is because I was terrified. I was terrified that I was going to screw it all up. And that if one thing didn't go right, that I could lose everything again. And I was a control freak. I thought if I can handle everything, I'll make sure that nothing goes wrong and we'll be okay this time. And so that led me to being angry because having three children, there is nothing more opposite of that than being in control. You don't have any control. You don't have any control when they wake up, when they go to sleep, what they eat, what they won't eat, when they want something, when they cry, when they throw a fit. You don't have any control. And so I was living in survival mode. 24 7 and really didn't have a clue what was really going on until I went and got some help to understand. But the problem was, I was angry. I look back and I'm like, yes, you know, I have every right to be angry. I have a right to be hurt. I have every right, my life and my story completely justified my anger. It did. But the problem was, I knew deep down that that's not what God had called me to. That's not the way that he intended for my family to live. And that's not why he gave me three children to raise. And that was not what I was destined for. Like that wasn't the end of the road for me. And so it was up to me to figure out some help for why I couldn't stop getting angry. But I had to look around and say, okay, I am justified in my anger. I have every right to be angry, but also I'm a grown up. I'm a grown woman. I have a marriage that I'm part of and I am responsible for these three babies. And I am choosing to be so angry every day. And it's not what I want, but I don't know how to stop. And so I had to go to get some help with it. And I had to look at both parts. It's a two-part thing. I had to look at what parts of my story created the pain, what parts of my story. And I had to admit that and acknowledge that about my story being hard. And these things caused me a lot of pain. And now I'm a very angry mother. But I could not stop there. I had to then say, and also, I'm a grown woman who's choosing these behaviors every day. 
it is my responsibility to tell the truth about what I'm choosing every day, even if it's justified in my story. It's still up to me to choose something different. No one can choose this for me. And so I had an ability to respond in that moment. And I could have easily stayed stuck and said, you know what? Of course I'm angry. I mean, look at my story. You'd be angry too. And I could have just wallowed in it forever and blamed everyone around me and said, you know what? It sucks that I can't be a good mom because I'm so angry, but it's their fault. It's all their fault. And I am so sad to say that I feel like that's where so many of us get stuck. But the encouraging part I have for you today is that that's not where it ends. That's not what God has for your life. That's not where you're supposed to stay. Yes, we have to say the things that are hurtful. Yes, we have to acknowledge the truth about our story. We can't pretend it never happened. And then when we do, and when we, we start healing from that, we also have to tell the truth about who we are today as an adult. What choices are we making because of our hard story? Because I can promise you, most of us have a hard story. If you were born into this world with sinful-natured parents, which we all were, unless your dad was Jesus, so that means we all were, then you have pain in your story. Some of us choose to say, no, I don't. My childhood was amazing. You can do that. I mean, but the honest to God truth is we become adults and we struggle with certain things. And it's because of other things in our story that have created that in us. And then we acknowledge that we start healing and accepting the truth. Then we're at a place where we can then tell the truth about ourselves and say, due to those hard things in my story that matter a whole lot, how am I taking responsibility for my behavior? This is the part we don't make it to so often. I talk to so many people, some of them are older, like 70-year-olds, okay, who have never made it to the part about taking responsibility for how those hard things have impacted you and the things you're choosing because of them, that you have every possibility to choose differently because that's not what God has for you. It's a lie that we believe. And so when we blame our story and we blame our past for why we are the way we are today, that is choosing to not take responsibility for ourselves, for our humanness, for our own sinful nature, for our own ways that we do the very same things to people that were done to us. We are not special. No one is a unicorn. Those don't exist. We all have hard things in our story. And I want you to hear me say this because there's a fine distinction to make here. We all have hard things in our story. And I am not by any means dismissing the hard things in our story. I don't want you to hear me say, who cares if you have hard things in your story? Take responsibility for yourself and get it together. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that life is a two-part journey. Part one is admitting and acknowledging the parts of our story that made us who we are today. That's part one. And those things matter. Talking through those things, healing from those things, understanding those things, it matters a whole lot. And it's a both and. It's not an either or. It's a both and. And you can kind of push that to the side for a second. It's super important. And also, 
look at yourself as an adult today and go, okay, now that I have looked at my story and I have grieved and I have processed and I have healed from these hard things, now I've got to tell the truth about how these hard things molded me and shaped my sinful nature to where I am repeating some of these patterns, or I am responding to life in a way that hurts others, or I have some bad behaviors because of these things that I haven't surrendered. That's the part I want us to get to, because that's where the freedom is. That's where our freedom is to really acknowledge the truth about ourselves It's very hard to make any changes in your life if you won't acknowledge the truth. You know that this is why. So if you go to an AA meeting, even if you don't go to an AA meeting, if you look up the 12 steps, which I highly recommend everybody to look up and everybody to work the 12 steps, no matter if you have a substance abuse problem or not, I encourage everyone to work those 12 steps because, and, and it's interesting because, okay, if you have a substance abuse problem, that's just a symptom, right, of a root. It's just a bad behavior. It's a distraction from the real problem. And so the first step in AA is to what? I think most of us know this, to admit that you have a problem. That's the hardest part, right? Admitting that you have a problem and calling out what the problem is and that you are powerless to this problem. That's the hardest part. And so going back to my story, I had these hard things in my life that I looked at and and I was mad and I was angry because of them. But I also had to admit and acknowledge just like step one in AA. I have an anger problem and I am powerless to it. I have tried to stop on my own and I can't. Now, did my anger problem come from legit things? Absolutely. But am I an adult now and am I responsible for surrendering those things to the Lord and allowing him to have those parts of my life that are so hard and choosing something different for my kids and my husband and myself, yes, I am responsible. Because remember, taking responsibility is just our ability to respond. So what I want you to hear me say from all of this is that if you take that brave step of looking at your story and identifying and processing and healing and grieving all the parts of your story that have created parts of you today that you don't like or that you really struggle to get around or you can't stop doing it because of your story and all these things, that is one brave step to take. You look at that and and you heal and you process and that's beautiful and it's necessary. But I just don't want you to short sell yourself in thinking that that's it for you, that you just look at your life and go, well, crap. I mean, I'm just going to be angry forever because look at my story. Everything about my story says, yep, you should be angry. Just stay angry. That's just the card you were dealt. But when you get angry, make sure you just keep blaming everybody else. That way, you know, everybody knows, poor you, you were just mistreated. And, you know, you, it's not your fault. It's not your fault that you're angry. Okay, that's not it. You look at those things. You acknowledge those things. They suck. You tell the truth about it. And then you say, if I want something different out of my life, if I want to break these cycles, if I want to create a new generation in my family, I have to take responsibility for how these crappy, sucky things have made me 
into a sinful-natured person. And you have to search for your sin. You have to want to find it. You have to want to see it. You have to want to be truthful about it. It sucks, but it's absolutely necessary. It's absolutely necessary. And if we're not being truthful about ourselves, then we're hiding. It's that simple. We're hiding. We're either in the light or either in the dark. And the only way to be in the light is to tell the truth. But we're so unaware of the truth about ourselves because we're so used to looking outwardly and finding it in everybody else that we're not just going to stumble upon it. It's not going to just fall in our lap. We have to want it. We have to go looking for it. And we have to take responsibility for the ways in which our story has made us repeat patterns, create new patterns. How are we struggling because of our story? These are things we can take responsibility for. And I'm so passionate about this because one, I've lived it. I've lived it. I stayed stuck in the poor me for a long time. I didn't make progress. I didn't fully heal. But once I was able to accept and acknowledge my part in the choices I was making as a grown-up, as a fully capable, responsible grown-up, I was like, okay. And I mean, part of that was me realizing, like, I don't struggle with anger in public. I do just fine in public. So all that told me was it's a choice that I'm making because I hold it together just fine when I need to, when someone's looking. And so that was proof to me that, okay, I'm making a choice here. I can choose something different. It doesn't feel like I can, but I can. I really can. I see people who are literally aging and older, and they're not necessarily coming to the end of their life. I don't want to sound like so dramatic, but they're still living, short selling what God has for them because they're still blaming. They're still blaming the little nuanced behaviors that hurt others or that cause them trouble or they can't seem to outrun or they can't seem to get around. They still blame that on people who have hurt them in their story. And I'll say it again, those things matter. Their story matters and how it was hurting them. But they also have to take responsibility for themselves as an adult making choices. If you don't do that, you will be stuck forever. And it breaks my heart to see people like that because I want nothing more than for them to experience the freedom that comes with telling the truth about your human nature about your humanity. I think we teach that as something awful, right? Even in church, we teach sinful nature and the fall of man. We teach it as something really, really bad. Like you, ooh, sinful nature is just so bad. But it's really just our nature. It's the ways that we try and do life on our own apart from God. That's all our sinful nature is. It's not some big, crazy, bad sin. Now, it can lead to that. It can lead to those really big bad sins and bad behavior. But the root, guys, our root, our roots are all the same. We have a simple nature and we have to take responsibility for it. And then we can experience transformation and we can experience change. But the truth, the truth sets you free. The truth is the crux of it all. And when I say tell the truth, I mean, take responsibility for your part. How are you responding to life? How are you responding? to those hard things? How are you responding to the the places in your story that have made things hard for you? You're responding. Have you told the truth about how you're responding? Have you wanted to see it? Or have you just spent your life looking at others, finding fault in others, 
blaming others. And if you have, I'm here to tell you today that is part of the process. That is not where God wants you to stay. That's not where he wants to just leave you sitting in all those hard things. You can tell the truth about who you are as an, as an adult with a sinful nature and how you're repeating some of those things that were so hurtful for you and that you really are powerless to stop and you need help. You need, you need God to change you because you can't do it on your own. And it's in admitting that and searching for those things that are living inside of you that are keeping you stuck and then admitting that they're there and admitting that you can't do it by yourself and that you need God's help and you need him to change you from the inside out. That's where the freedom is from all of it. So I want you to think about the AA because that's really, really interesting. I have found that the 12 steps really are good, good resources for working through life, working through life. We got to be intentional in life and it's just part of the process. And so I just want to encourage you to take responsibility for yourself as an adult. Take responsibility. It's something we talk about all the time. It's something we tell our kids to do, but I don't really think we're modeling it that well. I think we're pretty defensive and I think we try to protect our ego structures at all costs because it has taken a lot for us to develop those egos. They are built on hurtful things that we have tried to protect ourselves from, and they are justified, but they are not your true identity. They are not what God has for us. They aren't. So if you want to teach taking responsibility, start with you. Learn how to do it. It doesn't come natural to us. Again, sinful nature. Sinful nature says hide, 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 hide. You can go back to Genesis 3 and read about it. It's so basic hide. But guess what? That's not it. That's not God's plan for us. So be truthful. Take responsibility for yourself. Only beauty can come from it. It feels scary and it feels hard, but it is the only way to experience relief from the things you wrestle with and the things you struggle with and the things you feel trapped by. It's just relieving. So remember, taking responsibility has nothing to do with blame and it being your fault. It has everything to do with our ability to respond to life, which we all have to do because we're all living life and none of us are living a perfect life because we all have the same sinful nature. Therefore, we're all getting hurt. We're all experiencing hard things. And those things, if you can tell the truth about how they're impacting you and creating you, you can be free from those things. You can heal and be transformed. And it's a beautiful, beautiful process. So if you're stuck in the blame game part of life, I want to encourage you to just take that step to the other side. Just take it that step further and say, okay, yes, these things suck. Yes, these things are hard. But what am I doing with it? How am I continuing this pattern? How am I hurting people because of it? That's where we want to go to find freedom and transformation in that truth. So I really, really hope that this has helped you to have a different perspective on what it means to take responsibility for yourself. I talk about taking responsibility a lot for ourselves and telling ourselves the truth. And this is what I mean by it. It's really searching and asking God to search you and show you the places where the world has caused you know you to be bitter and be calloused and be hurtful toward others and 
This is part of our humanity. We all have this in common. You're not bad or horrible. You're just human. And I think the faster we can accept that and acknowledge it and admit it and really get curious and look for the ways we're human, the more freedom we get from it because we're telling the truth about it. And the truth is the freedom. The truth brings the light. And that's where things get beautiful. So this is something I'm very passionate about. It's something I want so badly for people to experience. And I would love to help you you know, with this if you have questions or you just don't quite know where to start with it. I know it can feel like a lot and I know it can feel scary and that's okay. But I really want to encourage you to start looking at your ability to respond to life around you. It is powerful. It's powerful. Thank you so much for joining me today as we unraveled taking responsibility. I hope that you'll come back next week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Relationships Unraveled podcast. If you love the episode, please share it on social media and be sure to tag me. Find me at Miranda Kirk and let's continue the conversation. I hope you'll tune in again next week.